Yes, Lord, you're such a good, good father. We love you, Lord. We give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor, Lord Jesus. And I know that I'm not supposed to be worshiping myself, but I wore this jean jacket so people could notice me. Oh, wait, I wasn't supposed to say that. Well, you guys can take a seat. Uh, get ready to welcome Pastor John for our announcements. Hey, I'm Pastor John. As uh, most of you know me from uh, the foyer, uh, they put me in charge of the greeting team, and apparently I'm in charge of the announcements as well. I don't know why they did that, because I really hate people. Um, I asked to be on the tech team, actually, and they told me no, even though there's plenty of vacancies. In fact, no one's running the sound right now. But anyways, the announcements. Um, can you put the... Oh, there's no one running the slides. Okay, never mind. Um, well, I, we're having the bake sale this week. What day is that? Somebody shout it out. The date. Somebody's got it. Okay, Wednesday. It's Wednesday at 12. Be here. It's $12 to get in, and you can bid on whatever you want. Something like that. Um, okay, y'all are making me really nervous. Okay, who's got the cell phone? I'm sick and tired of it. Get out. Didn't you see the countdown video where it said no cell phones or silence them or whatever it says? Okay, last announcement. I think I might be resigning this position. I don't know. We'll see. But... Anyways, um, yeah, I guess that's the announcements. And, um, yeah, back to Pastor whoever that was before. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Micah. And you're listening to the Donut Box Podcast. Well, buddy, we are on episode nine, man. How you doing? Doing pretty darn good. I can't believe we're in episode nine. We're about to be in double digits for season two. Yeah, man, it's been a great ride. We appreciate all you guys listening to us. The A1 since day ones. And guess what? We're getting more and more followers from more and more locations. We love you guys. We love our people out in Ohio. We love our people in Belgium, in Singapore, in London, in Ireland. I can't do an Irish accent. I think I can do like a Scottish accent, but I can't really do an Irish accent. But I love Irish people. I do too. I love Irish people. I love Scottish people. My thing is I can do one or the other, but sometimes they end up blending and then all of a sudden I become an Irish-Scottish person. And, um, you know, I think that would be kind of offensive to do that. For all you Irish people, guess what? I actually tried Bangers and Mash uh, the other day uh, and it was pretty good. I was actually at a conference down in Orlando, Florida. And one of the restaurants was an Irish pub, and it was pretty good. I'd never had it before, but it was great. But anyways, thanks to all you guys. And hey, we love our people in Texas. We love our people in Virginia, Pennsylvania, New York, California, New Mexico, Wichita, Kansas, uh, and all of Kansas and Georgia and many other places. So we love you guys. we got a great show for you guys. If you're brand new, we have each segment be a different donut. And the first segment is the old-fashioned donut and we have a great story for you so i'll set up the scene a little bit micah and i we like to sometimes just take random road trips don't we micah yeah especially when we were 16 and chris just got a car exactly we didn't have any responsibilities i mean both of us had jobs but they were jobs flexible enough to where we knew our schedules so we'd be like hey this is our day off and be like, we would just be driving around and be like, what do you want to do today? And we'd be like, let's go take a road trip. And living in Georgia, Atlanta was only two and a half hours away. So that was a pretty easy road trip. So we would go to Atlanta a lot. Like we've told you guys before, we would go to Six Flags. And sometimes we would just take spontaneous trips to Six Flags. But this particular day, 
we decided we were going to go to Atlanta and I'll let Micah take over the story. So we decided we were going to go up there. We drove down the road and something about that Buick, if you've heard us talk about that white Buick and other stories, side note, we would always take the interstate and at 70 miles an hour, I don't know why, but that thing would start a bounce, and wouldn't it, Chris? Yeah, it would It would start shaking once you got, like, over 70. Yeah, it was It was pretty nuts. So most of the trip, like, on the interstate, it was kind of shaky. But we ended up getting there, and, you know, we, we really didn't have a ton of plans. Like, we didn't have a ton of plans. And at the time, Chris and I had both had a little bit of money, so we were just like, you know what, we're going to go to Atlanta, and we're going to do something fun. Sports really wasn't in season, you know, so we really couldn't go see a basketball game or a football game or anything like that. So we were kind of looking around to see what was going on, and we researched what was happening. There was something called the Bodies Exhibit, kind of limited, and this was back in the day to where, yeah, we had cell phones, but it wasn't quite smartphones just yet. Um, I think how we found out about it was like, oh, do you remember at those travel stations, they had the big rack with like the pamphlets of like all this cool things to do in the area. I think we like grabbed one and we were like, oh yeah, bodies exhibit. That sounds pretty interesting of whatever that would be. We end up going there and, um, it's actually quite interesting. So what it is, um, and it sounds kind of weird saying it, but it's people who have uh, passed away. And essentially, they have taken the skin off, but they preserved all the the muscles and the skeletal structure of the human body, to where basically you can see what uh, what what it looks like essentially without your skin. And so you get to see all the parts of the body, and they put them in different poses. You know, there's like one dude playing basketball. There's like another guy, you know, you know, doing something else. And so you can see how all the muscles are working, and uh, just pretty amazing. Uh, what did you think about? that part chris well most of the cadavers that they got were from the asian region i think i, I if i remember and something about lasers where they like kind of maybe cut them cut the skin off and that's how they were able to get it so precise because it didn't look actually real and it was kind of hard to really think that this is a real body and these are real muscles like it looked like a wax museum kind of a thing but this was actually actual body parts yeah no these were the the full thing it's just basically the skin was removed i don't remember exactly how they said it was i know there was one portion they had all sorts of cool stuff it wasn't just kind of the bodies in this position they had um all sorts of stuff like all the um the embryo all the way up to the baby size and i mean literally they had all of that and it showed all the stages of life during pregnancy um they also had uh, a diseased kind of area to where it was like a cancerous lung and it showed like the effects of smoking and things like that and in fact there's a big old bin there with like uh, where you could throw your cigarettes and a bunch of people had thrown their cigarettes after seeing uh what what smoking does to your lungs pretty much i remember that specifically that's what i was going to say i remember the black lung uh and it was it was crazy it was really crazy to see and thankfully i have never smoked but if i would have smoked i probably would have turned my cigarettes in but from what i understand and we didn't really know this until after we went to the exhibit but apparently it was kind of a controversial exhibit and i mean i guess being an adult now i can imagine so because it was you know these are these are dead people right and you know normally we as humans respect the people who have passed on and we normally give them proper burial and things and these are important things to us and instead it's a museum where it's putting these people almost on display 
But what I think a lot of the people that were upset about it got wrong about it is it's showing the beauty of the human body and how intricate everything is. That's really what it's trying to show. It's not really trying to, you know, desecrate anything. It's more of, uh, wow, the human body is an amazing thing, and look how many moving parts it takes um, to keep you functioning every single day and what makes what work and i thought it was incredibly educational and in fact at the end um they actually had like preserved body parts that you can handle of course like the the bodies they had standing there you couldn't go and touch them or anything like that but at the very end they had an actual doctor there and basically you can handle all of the you know what was it it was like a it was like a liver i I can't remember all it was but literally they let us handle all of it and showed us what parts and kind of showed where it does and you know where you know blood came into it and it was interesting it's really cool I, I highly recommend it if it's anywhere but what chris was saying about the whole asian portion i remember if i remember correctly how they got the cadavers was um some asian countries would have their homeless population or people go unidentified in the morgues and so they really wouldn't have any place to put them. So they would donate them to science like this. And so that's how they end up in the museums and things like that. Yeah, I actually went back to the bodies exhibit with my junior class whenever we were studying biology. And I remember we went to that. But there was also a second portion to that that Mike and I didn't get to go in. And it was, I can't remember the name of it. But basically the uh, exhibit was being blind. And so they would put you like in these pitch black rooms and all you had was like this walking stick and you had to listen to the sound of your guide uh, guiding you through the rooms. And uh, it was really interesting and they had the sounds and it, it was a little scary at first, but the guides were actually all blind people. And so it was kind of cool to see like what a day in the life would be like as a blind person. And it was pretty cool. But after the bodies exhibit, uh, me and Micah decided to find something to eat. And we were like, man, like, let's not eat at a chain place. Let's eat it somewhere that we've never been before. And where did we decide to go eat? Um, it's a higher up chain. We didn't know it was a chain at the time, but it's Fogo de Chao which is a uh, Brazilian steakhouse. And if you've ever been to a Brazilian steakhouse or Chahascaria, it's a really cool place. Um, it's pretty much all you can eat. I love it because it's it's mainly meat. They got a salad bar there. And, I mean, the salad bar is not really a salad bar. I mean, it's got salad, yes, but, I mean, they got all sorts of, like, exotic cheeses. It's all sorts of crazy stuff. But you pay one flat fee at the beginning, and you can eat as much as you want. And, essentially, on your table... You know, you got a card, and it's red or green. And if you give them the green light, they'll just keep on bringing you stuff. Yeah, they come around with skewers. All the waiters come around with skewers, so they'll be like lamb or like brisket or like bacon-wrapped chicken or something, and you just say, hey, I want that. And whenever they have the green card turned over, all the waiters are like, do you want some of this? Do you want some of this? Do you want some of this? And then you're like, okay, yeah, I want some of that, or no, I don't want any of that. And then whenever you're done, you turn the card back over for it to be red. And then if you want some more, you can turn it back over to be green. And they do serve like side deals, side dishes, but it's like family style. So like everybody at the table gets to share it. Yeah. I mean, they had the little fried plantains. 
Um, I think they were plantain, the little fried plantains. Those are always really good. They had like a few of the little sides on there. I, I loved it, man. I used to love chowing down on that. The hard part is I would have to turn over to red at a certain point because your plate would get full, and I'm not one to say no, especially you should see some of the stuff that are that's coming around. Like Chris said, I mean, bacon wrapped, just whatever. I mean, a lot of it's bacon wrapped, or it's just like the most amazing stuff. It's like juice is like dripping off the dang thing, and you're like, I, I can't say no to that. There's no way I can say no to that. Yeah, fun fact for you guys, Micah actually went on a mission trip to Brazil, and so maybe sometime down the road we'll talk about that but micah loves brazilian food and brazilian culture i think after spending some time down there is that is that a fair statement oh it is i i really love brazil uh if we have any listeners from brazil or anything like that you know bonjour is it's a cool place man if you ever get a chance to go you know there's a lot of stereotypes and a lot of things about it you know high crime rates and things like that so is new york it's all the same man just go and have fun it's all about where you're at and being aware of where you're at and that's really what it's all about so but yeah get it if you get a chance to go do it for sure yeah it was a fun time man fun time for sure one of the cool memories that we have we have plenty of stories for you guys so sometimes we just think of them like oh yeah remember that time that we went to the bodies exhibit and then the brazilian steakhouse that was kind of a fun time so yeah we wanted to share that with you guys but on to our next segment which is the jelly donut and that's our jail report so micah what do you got for us buddy well we got six stories today so we got quite a few um so this was from this past christmas and you'll think this is really really interesting an alleged armed robber was foiled in the early early morning hours of christmas day and the scene looked a lot like home alone <laughs> So pretty much, um, this burglar tried to break into a house and got there. And essentially what happened, they slipped on some ice outside first. So they busted themselves and then they end up getting up. So apparently they had the door open. I don't know if they forcibly, I guess they kicked the door in and there was ice on the stoop or something, but this caused them to fall on their, on their butt. And so anyways, so the person then goes inside. Well, by this time, the resident of the house was ready, and <laughs> essentially a shot was fired, but the person slipped and fell where there was a knife present, apparently, and so it accidentally stabbed her. Wow. And so the and the, the way they found her was the blood trail down the road. Oh, my gosh, dude. That's crazy. I mean, if you're trying to rob somebody on Christmas... I hate to say it, but you kind of deserve that bad juju coming on you, dude. Like, that's crazy. They said, knock if you buck, huh? Yeah, I guess. Well, you should see her. I mean, the the there's a picture on here. And, I mean, all cut to bits as far as, like, they got a picture of the leg on there where it's, like, all cut to bits where she had, like, fallen on there. And then um, where she fell on the stoop and everything. And then there's like some facial injuries as well. Apparently she fell another time. So it was really interesting there. But that was the first one there. So this next one here, this one sounds like a lot of our reports here. I had to, in fact, make sure that it wasn't one we already did before. Uh, but a Northern California burglar returned to the scene of the crime after he forgot his keys. And this is the funny part inside of a donut company's corporate office so was he robbing the donut company he was robbing the donut company yes the thief stole some petty cash from the um apparently this place called johnny donuts uh 
uh, in the San Francisco area on Saturday, which I don't know when the Saturday was. So <laughs> apparently he grabbed the keys to a bakery vehicle, but he didn't steal the vehicle. I guess he couldn't find it. So yeah, he just literally just stole some petty cash, but he left his keys behind. That's the worst. That's the worst when you're trying to do something like that and you forget your keys or you're trying to storm out the door mad. Then you come back to like, I gotta get my keys. And it just loses all the effect. But yeah, that man, that's funny. That's, that's crazy. Um, so here's another one. A woman who intended to burn down her ex-lover's home failed to confirm the address and ended up setting fire to a stranger's house. How do you get that mixed up? <laughs> Apparently she didn't verify the, the address here. Um, but... Essentially, when they were asking her about what was going on. So, apparently, she was blocking the driveway of the house that was burned down. And that's how they found out it was her, because she was parked out front. And then, apparently, fled the scene pretty quick. And they found, like, they got the license plate number, because the homeowner was, of course, kind of spooked, because these people are out front of their house doing stuff. Yeah, that's pretty much all that there is to that story, it looks like. It looks like pretty much they, uh... Here's my thing, though. Y'all must they must have not been that good of lovers, though, if she forgot the address. If she got burned down the wrong house, it must have been a wham-bam, thank you, ma'am. That's what it must have been. Exactly. That's probably true. He must have been going over to her place. Anyways, she allegedly set two fires, one on the porch and then another one on a propane tank. Wow. At least it wasn't butane. Yeah, and... <laughs> Should I say it? Don't say it. Anyways. Um, it's a family show. <laughs> uh, but she caused about $20,000 worth of damage. It doesn't look like the house was actually burned down. Um, just badly damaged. Um, so here's another one. And this is a very from the South story. I'm sure you, you're going to love this. An alleged thief in Alabama tried to evade police by hopping into a kayak, only to capsize shortly thereafter. Dang, man. A kayak? A kayak, that's the worst uh, so numerous people had called the police on Friday to report this guy, and apparently he was seen wandering through backyards stealing lawnmowers and leaf blowers. Police con Some of the residents had confronted the guy and apparently had prompted him to flee, and so the police, of course, came down and tracked the suspect down to the river. So when the kayak, when he first got in, apparently they went down, and it, from what it looks like, it looks like it's kind of white watery area. Like, it looks kind of pretty fast-moving water. And um, he didn't get far before the kayak flipped. And then he was tackled once he floated to shore. So apparently he lost track of his kayak, and so he had to go to shore, and then the police caught up with him and tackled him. But he told the police that he was stealing the item so he could sell his girlfriend's vehicle out of impound. Wow, that's crazy, dude. Kayaks are um, not the best method of transportation if you're running from the cops. I have a funny story. Actually, we went kayaking one time, and I'm going to throw my butter brother under the bus we went kayaking one time and the guy told us to like shoot out onto the river on a certain way well my brother missed i guess the entry point and his kayak flipped over and i was like bro like go get your kayak and he like he was like trying to swim and i was like just stand up like just stand up and like i was like oh crap so i had to like paddle and like get his kayak before he lost it so yeah that's crazy dude shout out matthew because um you know would you really want to have to go down the river with uh, two people in a kayak when it ain't supposed to have two people? I mean, I'm telling you, those kayaks are small, dude. And I was like, it could barely fit me. Exactly. Anyways, so uh, here's here's another one. Here's another one. Also from Alabama. I don't know what the Alabama theme is, 
but uh, shout out Alabama, I guess. Um, so two Alabama men have been arrested for stealing. Do you know one of those? Let's see if it's got a name for it in here. A speed warning trailer. So you know one of those trailers that's got like your speed and it gives like the radar indicated speed and it tells you to slow down? Yes. So apparently these dudes stole it. Why did they think they could sell it and make money or what? Apparently they were trying to, to sell the battery out of it because the batteries are bringing a very high dollar. But they just tracked it down with the trailer's GPS. So apparently the trailers have GPS on there. And it's also equipped with a camera. So they, they had camera evidence. And then they also tracked them uh, to their trailer, it looks like, and uh, via GPS. Well, duh. That's stupid. My thing is, it's just like, if you're going to steal something, try not to do the sheriff department stuff. They, they tend to have resources to come find you. Yep. Stupid. Uh, so last but not least, a man in Oklahoma... Apparently had his heart set on an Audi, but an alleged scheme to acquire one didn't work out like it was supposed to. So apparently this guy in Tulsa uh, showed up to a dealership and claimed he was a federal marshal. And he tried to drive away with one of the lot's vehicles, um, trying to... <laughs> looks like it says that he tried to declare martial law in eminent domain. And what he was saying... Let me go here... So, of course, quick-thinking workers blocked him because he had grabbed the keys to the car. Essentially, he got in the car, and um, apparently they, like, blocked him in. So, you know those, if you've ever been to a car dealership, they have those gates that you can pull out to where all the entrances. Apparently, the employees all got out there, and they closed those gates real quick. And so, apparently, he was forced to ditch the car, and he tried to walk off the lot. So, when police got there, uh, the only ID that he could provide them was just a driver's license. And so when they asked him, okay, you're a federal marshal, where's your identification and what's going on? And he said, I was appointed by, um, I'll just say, the United States' former president um, after he declared martial law while he was in presidency. Was he an ogie from Muskogee? <laughs> no, he was, uh, I'm trying to think of something from Tulsa. But yeah, there you go. <laughs> Dumb, stupid, guys got a few fries short of a Happy Meal. It sounds like it, either that or... Uh, He's been hitting the sauce a little too much, but yeah, that's the jelly donut. Pretty crazy stuff. Crazy stuff, man. Well, we're going to jump right into the donut hole, and you got some good stuff for us, don't you, buddy? Yeah, so Chris is going to like this because um, he does his movie pick of the week. I got my movie picks of the week, and you know, I'm not much for, for new movies, as Chris will tell you things like that i do enjoy movies that um i've watched a million times and that are probably what would you say chris probably from about 95 to 2010 is the range got a couple movies here one i think is really good it's called uh, blue streak so i know chris has seen this we've we've actually watched it together it's pretty fun I love that movie. What do you think of Blue Street, Chris, before we get into it? It's pretty good, man. It's a good, typical buddy cop movie, kind of. Kind of. So uh, I'm not going to run all the details for you, but pretty much a diamond thief. Um, the plan gets foiled, and he hides it in this building, uh, the diamond, before getting arrested. Well, after he gets out of jail, he goes looking for it. Come to find out, he hid it in a police building. So the building they were building was a police headquarters and so he devised a plan to become a cop or impersonate a cop <laughs> what ended up happening well they accepted him nobody knew where he was from and they they were all like oh my gosh he's so great and really he you know had no formal training or anything like that and was just making it up as it goes along and was trying to find the diamond at the same time and i'll let you guys watch it for the rest of it but it's a it's a really good movie it's i think it's pretty funny 
Um, if you like Martin Lawrence, it's a Martin Lawrence. It's got Luke Wilson in it as well. I think it's, uh, I hate to say this, but Luke Wilson is kind of a, a shadow of his brother. Just going to say that. We were all thinking it. <laughs> like, no offense, Luke Wilson. He's a, he's a fine actor and everything. That's fine. But it's just like, Owen Wilson, you know, if we had to do one of those math equations, it's just like the mouse pointing towards Owen Wilson, not Luke Wilson. Anyways. Dave Chappelle is also in it, too. Dave Chappelle is pretty funny, if you like Dave Chappelle. Yeah, he, he makes it really, really funny. Um, in fact, one of my favorite scenes... I'll just go into it a little bit. One of my favorite scenes is when they're they're at a gas station and he's trying to Dave Chappelle's character is trying to rob it. It's pretty funny, uh, but yeah, go check out Blue Streak. It's pretty cool. Then my other one is um, you're gonna think this is funny, Chris Hitman with Timothy Oliphant. Oh Lord, are you still on a Hitman? <laughs> you love Hitman. You think that's one of the greatest movies ever? It's okay, dude. I don't think it's. I don't think it's one of the greatest movies ever. I think it's one of those things to where I think I have a nostalgia factor for it. I think that's really the only reason that I like it, mainly because we weren't really allowed to watch incredibly violent movies. Well, kind of. And um, I don't know. I I like that one. I don't know what your deal is with that movie. Like, you watch that movie all the time growing up, and I'm like, why do you... Like, the movie's okay, it's all right. I don't know what your obsession is with that movie. It's a B-rated movie. Yes, it's, it's a, B-rated a B-rated movie. movie. It's not great, and I guess they made a Hitman too. The video game's not bad. Okay, I didn't see. I didn't see that one. I did not see the second one. But no, the you could probably catch the the one that I'm talking about. It still comes on FX all the time. I think the thing. Uh, so it's got Timothy Oliphant in it. If you've ever played the video game Hitman, and maybe that's what it is too. Like I don't. You've never played the video game Hitman, have you? Or did you ever watch me play it at one point? I played it like, I don't know, a couple times. So I really got introduced to it. I, I played Hitman 2 for a while, and it's pretty fun. If you've ever played that game, I mean, it's it's exactly how it sounds. Is, um, you're a Hitman, and the movie is just like that as well. Well, what they talk about in the movie is there's the president of a certain country, and that's the target. And so essentially the Hitman kills him. Doesn't. Like, it comes back on the news like, no, he's alive. He, like, you know, dodged the bullet, but he got hit in the head, which didn't make any sense. And they find out there's a double, but then they find out that the Hitman has a hit put out on him. It's this whole plot twist story. It's um, it's pretty crazy. And, I mean, the thing is, I the cool part to me is I think, you know, despite of what everybody has, the Hitman already has... It planned out like three steps ahead. That's what I think is cool about it as well. You know, he's, he's got everything. Even the best hitmen that are coming out there, he's got them foiled, essentially. Is the president Saddam Hussein? No, it's not. It was a fake president from Russia. Oh, of course. Yeah, I don't know what your deal is with that. But hey, I'm glad you at least had a couple movie picks of the week. That's kind of you coming outside your uh, normal deal. Yeah, and if you want to watch a show that's super nerdy, do Stargate Universe. There you go. That was totally out of left field. I don't know where that came from, but that's okay. See, that you know, Chris is all like, "Why? Why don't you ever go to the movie theater?" Because I'm a weirdo, man. I don't watch. I don't watch your mainstream stuff. I watch the weird stuff, apparently. I don't know what that says about me, since I'm friends with the weirdo. <laughs> but <laughs> anyways. we have common ground. We watch uh, certain Adult Swim shows. <laughs> yeah, like the Boondocks. Anyways, kids, don't go watch that show. <laughs> it's not for you. No, don't go watch that show. Or anything on Adult Swim, for that matter. But, yeah, anyways, man, so I'm going to ask you the question, because it's your week. What fries your donuts, Chris? Oh, 
buddy, there's a lot that fries my donuts. But this particular week, I'm going to be pretty specific. Uh, it's when people have unrealistic expectations of things, right? Now, let me give you an example. And this is really what's getting on my nerves. And we've all seen it in TV and movies. And I'm going to call out certain people. So please don't get offended. But if you do, this message is for you. There are certain shows out there. Like, let me give you an example. Right now, the big one is Yellowstone, where it's all like, the girls are all like, oh my gosh, I'm just trying to find my Rip. Rip and Beth, they're, they're the best couple ever. Couple goals. I just love Rip because he's like this and real men really exist. And I'm like, yeah, that's great and all. You need to find a good man. But ho, you out here being in the streets, you for the streets, and you all are talking about, oh, I hope I find my Rip to my Beth. Listen here, if you want a good man, you need to start acting like a good woman. Now, I'm not trying to call out anybody specific, but just know, if you for the streets, it ain't for you. Anyways, also too, another one I hear all the time is like, I want to be like Jim and Pam for the, from The Office. People, it's a TV show. They write these situations and they write these scenarios. These people aren't having to deal with the mundane things every day. They're not having to deal with you don't ever get to see them deal with their partner getting on their nerves because of some little thing that they did. You don't see that stuff. And those are common things that we don't see in, in on TV. But people are like, oh, yeah, these people have the best relationship ever. It's a TV show. It's not meant to be real. Exactly. I mean, I don't I don't understand why a lot of people that, you know, one that came out a few years ago, like when Suicide Squad was really big. Everybody was like, oh, I want to, you know, I'm like Harley Quinn and, you know, my boyfriend's like the Joker. Why in the heck would you want to? My thing is, maybe it's just me, but I don't like relating relationships to anything, first of all. I don't know, man. I just don't like, I, I get what you're saying about unrealistic expectations. I also don't like it when people set unrealistic expectations as well. You know what's really running rampant right now is people will ask things of you that they would not do themselves. And that's really big. And that's the unrealistic expectations that really bothered me, too. Um, it's just because they they really can't expect you to do something without them reciprocating. That should be... And a lot of times, it doubles what you have to do. And sometimes it means that you can't... You have to sacrifice other things, and it's, it ain't cool. Yeah, it's very true, man. And I feel like we are in a society where people have these unrealistic expectations and we've talked a lot about this before but a lot of people expect like hey by the time i'm 30 i need to or i expect to have a house have a family have the dream job i want be making bukus of money have no debt and go on vacation everywhere every year and it's kind of like that's really not realistic man like you got to kind of put yourself in having uh, realistic expectations, dude. Like, come back to Earth for a little bit. Just because you see things on TV or you have the dream or see other people living what you think is the dream life, man, like, have realistic expectations. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know why it reminds me of this, but I remember watching a sitcom from the 80s. I don't remember which one it was, but it was like a, a quintessential, like, father talking to a son. And, you know, the son thought that he had got a girl pregnant. And he was and like the dad was talking about, OK, what are you going to do? And he's like, oh, no big deal. I, I'll just be a bus driver. And he's like, bus drivers make like, you know, thousand dollars every couple weeks. And he's like, that's no big deal. That's plenty to raise a family on. And the dad literally just started going, well, what about, you know, food for you and 
for you, the lady, the child? What about housing? What about, you know, and before you know it, that paycheck is completely gone. But a lot of the times we have that expectation of like, ooh, $1,000 a month. But there's a lot of people that don't see, okay, yeah, there's a $1,000 a month, but I also have a responsibilities that I got to take care of to where, you know, a lot of people don't build that in. Yeah, exactly, man. And then a lot of people, sometimes even with jobs, like they don't have realistic expectations. Like they think, and we've talked about this before, oh, I'm just going to come in and it's going to be easy. It's like, no, like some jobs, they're going to be really hard or it's like, oh yeah, everybody's going to get along and it's not going to be like high school. And it's like, nope, that's unrealistic too, because there's drama everywhere you go. But Mostly what I was talking about was like, I'm tired of seeing these people post on Facebook. I'm looking for my rip. No, ho, you for the streets. That's what I, all I got to say about that. Yeah, no, I, I get you there too. My thing is, it's just, the grass is always greener, right? The grass is always greener. There's always, oh, well, there's a, a person out there, whatever. We all flawed. We all flawed. It just depends on, you got to find somebody that's looking to improve, you know what I mean? That's the thing. Challenge yourself every day. And that's that's what I, you know, that's the best advice I got for at least dating wise. Just look for somebody that's trying to better themselves all the time, like truly trying to better themselves. Listen, I just, you know, this is the principle I try to live by every day. I'm looking at the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. Just kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> totally kidding man oh man but i think we're gonna um, i think we're gonna segue into our mystery donut which is our improv segment and buddy what do we got today oh man let's uh we we have free improv we decided to do free improv i don't know we just feeling it so uh let's pull out a situation and some accents out of the hat here or a accent here wonder what we're gonna get haha we haven't done this season two just yet black preacher voice oh yeah that's great i love that I love that voice. It's pretty good. All right. All right. Now, situation. All right. We're doing the car wash. Oh, man. That's great. I love the car wash. All right. <laughs> you want to start? I'll let you start, buddy. Oh, Jesus. I feel you in this place today. Oh, Lord. Here's what I need. I need one of you here to give a donation to my ministry so I can come over here and wash thine car for the ministry of the Lord so I can go around and look like I'm supposed to. Listen here, brother. The Lord says that we have to have pure hands and a clean heart. And he's not just talking about our physical hands. We have to have a clean steering wheel and a clean exterior. And I need somebody to pledge me five extra dollars so I can get the shiny wash right on my tires. Jesus. Pastor Leroy don't wash his car himself. What he needs is he needs the money, the manna from heaven to calm down now so he can pull through the automatic wash. You think I got the time nor the energy and I'm in my suit? You think I'm gonna wash it myself? No, I need the volunteer from the Lord to put upon me now the money. Listen here, Brother Leroy. The Bible says that you're supposed to take care of the man of God. And when you carry the anointing, uh, you gotta let the other people do the serving. Uh, you gotta make sure you look good. Uh, so you can represent the Lord. 
and the Bible says, <laughs> Be unto me to give me the car wash today in Jesus' name. Ooh, 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 I'm feeling it today, brother. All I got to say is the manna from heaven is going to come down. I feel it right now. Oh, yes, I feel it. <laughs> what we going to do now? We're going to go through this car wash. And if they don't give it to us voluntarily, oh, Jesus, oh, we going to take out that nine piece. And we going to go around and we going to take the money. We going to get the money we need to pull through the automatic wash. He's going to give us manna one way or the other because we are blessed and highly favored. And it also says in the Bible, it says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and the turtle wax on the top of your car shall be added unto thee and the lord says if you put me first and everything you do i'll give you the vacuum for free and that's right there on the top thank you jesus i think we need to say our final car wash prayer lord jesus we come to you today the maker of all things on heaven and in earth the, the wheel within the wheel the lily and the rose of the valley of Sharon. Jehovah Nisi, my healer. Jehovah Jireh, my provider. We ask in Jesus that you put it on a few people's hearts to not only provide for the extra car wash, Jesus, but you said that you do exceedingly more than we can ask or think. And we ask in you, Jesus, to do more and give us some money so we can go to the Cracker Barrel tonight. Hey, Lord, let these people be so inclined that they give us more and more because I got plenty of cars and just like you multiply the loaves and fishes I need the money to multiply today for my Cadillac for my Escalade for my Lincoln and for my oh my Corvette I love that car Jesus oh thank you Lord for the tithes and offers I got that Corvette Lord I pray all these things and we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. That was our mystery donut. The views of the people in the improv segment do not reflect our personal views or the views of Trash Can TV or its affiliates. Just had to put that out there. It's just a joke, people. People can't take a joke no more. But anyways, that's not what fries my donuts. We're going to get on to the positive things. And we're going to move to our eclair, which is our positive advice. And I can't remember who went first last week, so I'm going to let you go first yeah no worries so my clear for this week is always look into the silver linings of everything that's going on i know it's extremely hard and what i mean by that silver lining for me and this is my own personal view it doesn't necessarily mean like oh look for the good thing in the situation no look for the lesson in the situation that's the biggest thing there's always a lesson to be had in the good things and the bad things and really and truly um we don't need to look into our past but we do need to remember those lessons that we have. So, you know, my my eclair for this week is just um, really, really focus on the positive things in life. Really focus on the positive things in life and look for those lessons in each and everything because we just going to keep on growing and that's the biggest thing. I mean, we just want to keep on doing is grow and progress. Yep, exactly. Mine's kind of like that. We're going to be looking, but not just looking behind but we're going to look to the future right because we all need to be having an idea of where we're going because if you don't have an idea of where you're going you're just going to stay stuck and you need to have a game plan you need to have a game plan and maybe you're like hey like 
in five years, this is one where I want to be and start acting like where you want to be. Like if you start acting where you want to be now, then when the time comes, people will see the confidence of you and they'll think of you. For example, if you're at a job and you're like, you know, I really want to be in this position, start acting like that position. I mean, don't be going around and bossing everybody around if you don't have the authority. But if you start acting as if you are a manager and stuff, and you start having that confidence, then when the manager position comes open, you'll be the first person they think of. So have a game plan, man. Have a game plan and work it and just look to the future and keep going and don't stay stuck. But yeah, man, we've had a pretty good show. Yeah, heck yeah, man. So this is the the fun part where we're going to plug everything. But TVTrashCan.com, TVTrashCan.com. Come on down, take a look at what we got. We got all sorts of new stuff, man. So the website has been revamped. I'm sure some of y'all have seen it. The web traffic has been pretty, I mean, listen, our listens have been up. And something else, too, I mean, we've we've had quite a bit of people coming to the website, which is awesome. So come on over. We've got uh, more shows and more content that we put up on there. So literally, you can watch all that stuff for free and just enjoy but we got YouTube and, you know, come interact with us on social media, too. We we would enjoy interacting with y'all. Yeah, and interact with us, like Micah said, for sure, because I know Micah and I both maybe one day want to do an episode where it's like, ask Micah and Chris anything, and you guys get to ask us whatever you want. Uh, now, of course, we will filter those questions to kid-friendly ones, but, you know, we want you guys to interact with us, and so we love you guys. Go check out the website. It's pretty dope. So I think it's time for us to sign off. I'm Micah. And I'm Chris. And you've been listening to the Donut Box Podcast. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Flavor, flavor.